0: that later become the kernel of truth at the base of these legends. So we will begin this course by looking at the island of Crete and at the Minoans in the second millennium BC and how this relates among other things to the myth of Theseus and the Minotaur. We'll also look briefly at Crete's international connections with Egypt and the rest of the civilized world at that time. We will then continue by looking at the Mycenaeans of the Greek mainland and then proceed to the time of the Trojan War, and into the dark ages that followed the collapse of the Bronze Age in the Aegean region with a brief look at the first Olympics. We will then begin our second section of the course when we take a look at a series of lectures at the Greek Renaissance at Homer and Hesiod and the other writers of the eighth and seventh centuries BC. This will bring us up to the beginning of Greece in the historical period as we know it, and we can then look at the rise of Athens and Sparta and the origins of democracy. In our third section, we'll take a look at the Persian Wars, in which Greece fought and defeated the mighty power of Persia, and how this led directly to the development of what we call the Delian League, and then directly to the Golden Age of Athens and the subsequent flowering of Greek culture, followed by a devastating civil war between Athens and Sparta. Then, in our final section, we'll take a quick look at Socrates, Plato, and Greek philosophy, before turning to the rise in Macedonia of Alexander the Great and to look at his conquest and then his legacy of the civilized Hellenistic world. So to begin, let's turn first to the island of Crete and to Sir Arthur Evans and his discovery of the Minoans. In going to Crete first, we're going to the southern part of the Aegean region. The Aegean itself consists of the Greek mainland and the Greek islands, the Cycladic islands, and then Crete down south. And we're also going back to the Bronze Age, which is a period which lasts from about 3000 to about 1000 BC. And here we've got uh, the kingdoms of the Mycenaeans on the Greek mainland and the Minoans on Crete rising and falling. We will look first at the Minoans and then at the Mycenaeans in our next lecture. In looking at the Minoans on the island of Crete, We are indebted to one man, Sir Arthur Evans. Evans came to Crete in the late 1800s, determined to find the Minoans. He was looking for the kingdom of King Minos and thought that he had found it on the island of Crete, specifically at the site of Knossos, spelled K-N-O-S-S-O-S. He began to excavate the site in about the year 1900. And when he uncovered a palace there, he thought indeed that he had found the palace of the legendary King Minos, and therefore he named the civilization Minoans. That's not what they called themselves, that is what we call them. In fact, we don't know what the Minoans called themselves, but we do know what others called them, because they appear in the records of the Egyptians and other peoples from the ancient Near East. We know the Egyptians called them the Keftiu, and the people over in what is now Israel, Syria, Lebanon, Jordan called them the Kaftor or Kaftorians. Now, what relation this has to what they actually called themselves, as I say, we don't know, and frankly, it really doesn't matter. What we do know, though, is that there are a number of palaces on Crete, not just the one that Sir Arthur Evans excavated at Knossos, but six or seven other ones as well, Festos, Malia, Ayatriada, Hanya, kadosakro the list goes on and on. And we also know the history of their inhabitation. Essentially the Minoan period on Crete goes from approximately 2000 B.C down to about 1250 BC, and it split into three major periods. The first period is called the first palatial period. It's a time when there are major palaces on Crete. It lasts for about 300 years, from 2000 to 1700 BC. At that point, in about 1700, there seems to have been a major earthquake that destroyed most of the palaces on Crete. How can we tell it's an earthquake? Well, it can be tough to tell, but in this case, there's only two things that could do it. One would be humans using battering rams and other um, machines of war, and the other would be Mother Nature. We are opting here for earthquakes and Mother Nature because subsequently these palaces are simply rebuilt. The culture does not change. The pottery stays the same, the architecture stays the same, the people seem to stay the same.